Hey everybody, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. <laughs> Wrestling POV is preposterous, is obnoxious, is atrocious, is ridiculous, is cheerless, is interesting, but stupid! Wrestling POV is your point of view, bring you 20 years of change in the wrestling business. From the spotlight to the polls, from birthdays to hot tech news, wrestling news, rumors, and injury reports. Covered by the greatest in the whole dance sport This week in wrestling, who made the book? Our second shelf full pay-per-view points game Love, peace, and wrestling is what they're all about So sit back, kick back, and hear them all out What's going on, fellas? What's happening? Well, I mean, since you asked Since I've last been here, I am now the wrestling POV podcast champion for the fourth time Ah. I'm just saying, just saying. But did you regain the uh, five seconds? No, Tony. Oh, no, that's, that's no, what Tony. I thought. No, you yeah, didn't. Just, just that's not what we're talking about. Listen, no, man, don't we even talk about it. All right, no, we don't have to talk about yeah. it. We're going to be about it. Because today I'm going to be a two-time champion. We're going to have two belts on my shoulders at one time. Ricky, All two right. belts? Ricky, two belts. Oh, I love the way you think, Tony. Yes. <laughs> Dang it, Tony. Now we're going to have to hear about that. I know. Yes. That's my fault. My fault. <laughs> totally my fault. I will not do that again. <laughs> it's um, all good. Yeah. Yeah. So more releases. Oof. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Is, was this one Shall bad? I... Was this one bad? This one was not bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, people are overreacting, I feel like, with the people that got released. They're like, oh, my God. They got rid of Tyler Breeze. The Bollywood Boys, Killian Dane, Tony Nese, Marina Schaefer, Arya Davari, Everrise, Arturo, Arturo Rujas, Kurt Stallion, August Gray, and oh my goodness, they got rid of the writer, Kenise Mobley. Oh! You know, when you said, oh my goodness, you sounded like Miguel. Yeah, you know what happened was when you live with someone for so long, you, you become them in a way, just a little <laughs> bit. So, but, yo, so you mentioned about though. the writer. Yeah, so, that was crazy. Well, let's talk more in depth in that about yes. that part. And then I want to know you guys' opinion on uh, who was, I guess, the most impactful, or at least, I guess. But what, what was her name again? Uh, Kenise Mobley. Kenise Mobley. Now, for those that don't know, Kenise Mobley was a writer for WWE. She was on a recent podcast called uh, Asian, not Asian or something like that. And uh, she made a comment on there. She made a statement actually on there that she knows nothing about wrestling, but yet the WWE hired her because I guess she was somewhat of a comedian or something. No idea. But she called the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. She says, yeah, the big black guy. I call Bobby Ashley. Yeah, Bobby Ashley. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, did this woman just really just called him Bobby Ashley? And I'm like, oh, my God. She says she has no idea about wrestling. And then that's why she got released. So my thing is, you got to know where you're working at if you're going to start writing for them. You're not going to put me. Don't hire me as a soap opera writer when I don't even watch a damn soap opera or in Spanish novelas. 
Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> my reeking came out. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, come on now. Uh, that's first of all. Second of all, the most impactful release out of this, Christ, I mean, I guess Killian uh, Dane and Brizango, maybe? Uh, Brizango, mm-hmm. uh, but Fandango, he's been there how long? 14 years. 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Tyler Breeze never got a chance to get a shot at the uh, singles run. Yeah. And he was, I'm telling you, when he was Prince Pretty in NXT, he, I liked it. I thought it was a good gimmick. It was Shawn Michael-esque. And yeah. they just apparently didn't like it on the main roster. What about you? Yeah. What was the most uh, impactful for you guys? I agree. Tyler Breeze, for me, is the most impactful. Fandango was always injured. Bollywood Boys always That's injured. True. Killian Dane has no personality. Tony Nese and all the other guys, it just seems like they cleared 205 Live. That's what it looks like. Yeah, they did. that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Like 205 Live but, is done. But I guess Tony Nese made a, uh, made a statement too saying that uh, he can't re- wait to wrestle uh, again from this nightmare or some shit like that. So he was pretty much disinvited okay. on the way out. But uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck on um, <laughs> your future endeavors. Right. Um, but uh, Tyler Breeze is, yeah, the most impactful one. I think he had so much potential, and WWE definitely dropped the ball with him. That's my take on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clay? Yeah, for me, same. Tyler Breeze, uh, most impactful. I was kind of shocked even with Killian Dane. Like, I figured they'd roll more with the Drake Maverick yeah. storyline going. But at the same time, I'm not too surprised. I mean, you got rid of rest of sanity besides of uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, the sole survivor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seriously, but think about it. Out of all of them. Yeah. And we'll get into that more. Nikki <laughs> 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 Cross. I think me and you but Clay, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Everrise wasn't your most impactful. I know how much you love them. Well, I, uh, you, you know, please. it's funny because I might as well spoil it now. But on my note for NXT, I have, uh, as a side note, are you digging Everrise? That was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> never. Never. No. Never rise. They were starting rise. to grow on me. <laughs> they were starting to grow on me. And then they got released. I wonder. Uh, that, I don't know. I think for Everrise, there's something that happened in there that, you know, got them released. I mean, now. I don't know how much NXT guys make. I gotta, I'm going to have to look that up. That was a lot of releases. So how mm-hmm. much money yeah. you think that they just released? That, that was a lot of names there. <clears throat> I would couple, say a couple, couple million. million. Yeah, really? 2.5 million probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, Out of all of them, I would say yes. Yeah. So, you know, like last week we mentioned, uh, I mentioned about uh, – WWE is probably going to be for sale. So they're trying to show how much of a profit margin these guys can, you know, these guys have to their sellers or not sellers to the buyers. So, I mean, that could be it. I mean, for me, I'm just, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting tired of hearing about these releases all the time. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. But they still have so many people. They do. Yeah. They have a lot of people, but yet we see the same people every week on SmackDown and yeah. NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is that they still, for those that are bitching, for me, the guys that aren't doing anything, they're getting paid regardless. Yeah. Right. Um, now, is that a way to live? Nah, 
eh, probably not. If you know your potential, go out, go out and do it. If you think that you can um, excel or be a top guy or gal in WWE, then hey, shoot your shit, shoot your shot, and see where you go. Uh, it might work, it might not work. Who knows? Who knows? But either way, you still got money coming in, food on the table, roof over your head. Um, for some people, it's worked. You yeah, know, go out on their own and 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 excel, you know. But that can only take you so far. I'm sorry, it can only take you so far. You can only wrestle for so far. And 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 you know, I'm not discrediting or dissing Leo Rush. But look what happened with him. Yeah. Very yeah. young, like in his mid twenties, right? Yep, yep. And he yeah, retired my- from wrestling. Why? Why did he retire from wrestling? According to him, uh, medical reasons. So, I mean, He's what's he going to do age. after this now? Seriously, yeah, he was my age. Yeah, wow. same age as me. Mm. But so what what's Leo Rush going to do from now on? You think he yeah. made enough money to to last the rest of his life? I don't no, think no, I don't think so. Not- not from more WWE. than me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, more than me, too. <clears throat> yeah, so but do you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, so before you come out and say, Oh, that's not right, that they were like, they they got families too. Okay, that's great. What were they doing the whole time? Exactly, the whole time they were collecting paychecks. So shut your ass. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's like you're complaining or people are saying stuff about that. Uh, oh, my God, they just got released. Uh, how could you say that? They weren't doing shit but collecting a paycheck. Yep. yep. You know, think of it this way. Wherever you work and you do a lot of the work, the blunt of the work, and the guy back there is still getting paid for doing nothing, wouldn't you be upset too? Absolutely. Yep. Come on, man. Just get, get with the goddamn program. Yes, sir. Right. And on top of that, wrestling wrestlers in those top three, four companies, they get paid well. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that's in the independent league, okay, you guys know how much you get paid. So don't yep. come out with this bullshit. Um, you know, oh, I felt sorry for no, they were getting paid to sit back and do nothing. Yep. Okay, now they're gonna have to work. That's how I say, I don't care if it sounds insane. I don't give a shit, but look at, I'm telling you, go to your job. And, and if you're a hard worker and then go look at the one person that doesn't do shit and still getting paid the same as you, or maybe more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. doesn't do a damn thing. So shut your ass. That's all ah, right. he said it. Ah, That's ah, how you said ah, it. Ah. All right. So we go on to the spotlight. Yes, let's do it. Go ahead, Rick. All right, the spotlight. We have Dolph Ziggler. Are Dolph Ziggler's best years behind him? Well, let's first do a deep dive into Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is a former two-time world heavyweight champion, a two-time United States champion, a six-time intercontinental champion, a four-time tag team champion, a Money in the Bank winner in 2012. He was a 22nd Triple Crown winner, and he was a two-time Slammy Award winner. Um, Also... In Rolling Stone, he was the wrestler of the year in 2014. Wow. Uh, the Wrestling Observer, he was most improved in 2011 and the most underrated in 2011. And for the PWI 500 in 2013, his highest ranking was number nine. Oh, shit. Wow. Um, but if you notice, I said the years 2014, 
2013, mm-hmm. 2012, 2011. Damn. Are Dolph Ziggler's best years behind him? I have to say, based off of the information I just gave you, absolutely yes. His best years are behind him. I don't think Dolph Ziggler lasts too much longer in the WWE. I don't know if he goes to another company and, and does things like with his brother in AEW or something. But honestly, this is the one guy that I would say would do better if he left WWE at this point because he is right now rotting away in the WWE, as we saw mm. last night on SmackDown uh, against Jimmy Uso. Um, mm. I honestly think, yes, Dolph Ziggler's best years are behind him. Tony, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I, I still think he's got more fuel in the tank. Um, I think he's more like a Randy Orton. You know, look how long Randy's been doing this, and he started at a very young age. Yeah, and he's still going, and he still can even get into the title picture. And I think, but can Dolph? I think Dolph can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Depends. Depends. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Have live crowds coming soon, so we'll see if he still gets his same uh, same response that he's always been getting, whether he's a, a heel or a face. So gotcha. um, I don't know if the best, his best years are behind him. I think he's a WWE lifer, to be honest. Okay. Um, he makes good money there. He's on TV. Um, and you have to ask yourself too, you know, because we were just talking about these releases and people not doing anything and still getting paid. Um, what's Dolph Ziggler doing uh, that he's on TV? And to me, and, and, I don't want to sound mean, but he's not one of my favorites in WWE. So what is he doing that the others are not? You know what I'm saying? Stealing the show, Tony. He's (laughs) stealing the show. (laughs) For Christ's sake, he was a spirit squad one time. Yep. He's here to show the world. He's here to show the world. Come on. Rick, spirit uh, spirit world. (laughs) Spirit squad. Think about that. I know. If people don't remember, look it up. Yep, and look at where he is now. Yeah, yeah. in his accolade, bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> he's still on TV though. That's he's true. Still working, yeah. he's still getting a really decent paycheck. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, there's play. been times. There's been times where he was teasing about leaving WWE, but yeah. for me, I just thought that was a ploy so he can get a better check. More money. Yeah. So, again, what is he doing that the guys that just gotten released? It's not doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. Clay, you want to see your take on this? Best years behind them? You know, when I look at Dolph now, I see where WWE would see him as a guy to put other stars over. Like we saw on SmackDown, he put Jimmy Uso over over him, which – you know, I'm not surprised at that. Dolph can work with a lot of guys, make him look really good. Dolph is a really good wrestler, but I think WWE looking at him as one of the guys that the years are behind for him. I feel like he does have more fuel in the tank, but I don't think WWE would give him that chance back at the world title. Because if we remember when Dolph was world champ, he always got hurt and then he would have to lose the title or, you know, something like that because of his injuries. I think he got them shots and, I, I don't want to say that he ruined it, but it, it just wasn't best for him. He didn't deliver. He was the journal. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. I do like Dolph. 
Um, I could see him going to AEW with his brother, maybe, um, and try to like prove himself. But I could also see him be a lifer in WWE for how long he's already been in the company. Yeah. So to me, I, I think his years are best behind him. Well, wow. Let me ask you a question, though, because you brought up his brother. Um, do you think he, and I don't want, I'm trying to say this in the nicest way fucking possible. But do you think that he's going to stoop that low to just to join his brother? Because look at where his brother's at. Look at where his storyline he's doing. And you think that he's going to do something like that to, I don't want to say stoop to his level, but I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, you can say stoop to his level because he's at the (laughs) bottom of the barrel right now. uh, See how I said bottom of the barrel? Ryan Namath. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, but they can switch that up real quick. And Dolph to come back just to join his brother to be in that. No, well, I think maybe Dolph will elevate him and, exactly, and, and Ryan will join him on on another level. He, they'll forget about this. They'll scrap it real quick, like they but do you a would lot hope of their so. storylines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would hope. I yeah. I agree with exactly what Rick said. Like I feel like if Dolph came into AEW and like took Ryan to the top with him. Just like, hey, get out of this shit. Let's do our thing. <laughs> that, that kind of that, thing. That, that would kind of work, yeah. 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 But uh, some, sometimes some people can't. There's no saving them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, but here, here's a question with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, for me, second best cash-in of all time on Alberto Del Rio. What okay. about you guys? What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Definitely yeah. a great cash-in for sure. Mm-hmm. Very memorable, too. Yes, one of the greatest. Before Seth Rollins, I think it was the greatest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got 63% of the people say Dolph Ziggler, best years are behind him. Damn. 37% say no. Really? Yeah. Well, what does that tell you? <laughs> Something to look at. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, next up in our post, we have the Diamond Mine. Um, what are your thoughts on how the Diamond Mine debuted this past week on NXT? Well, if they Clay, didn't spoil go it, huh? <laughs> if they didn't spoil it, it would have been that's true. Yeah, Jesus, man, they gotta stop with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Diamond Mine debuting this week. Yeah, and um, that's yeah. If they're gonna uh, appear, then let them appear. Unless they're gonna have a match, I, I do. I, I do like it when they're like, oh. And coming up next week, Diamond Mine is going to debut in their match against blah, 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 blah. I'm fine with that. But if you're going to have like a run-in, don't spoil it. Let them do mm-hmm. their own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, Clay, what are your thoughts on the Diamond Mind? You know, and like you guys said, even the whole spoiling thing kind of ruined it for me uh, with them. If I want like a new group or a new faction to come in, I want to see him like do that run-in real quick and, you know, be surprised like who are these guys blah 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 but you already heard it and even like towards the end of nxt uh it's kind of random there and it's like oh we're diamond mind and then cut i was just like you know it was just kind of random to me i didn't feel like they made a big impact yeah yeah honestly um for me the members are all wrong i was not looking like roderick strong is back that's that's the leader of this thing. Um, Rust, yeah. Rust. That's who we got in this thing. Mm-hmm. And then of course you got this other Shmomo that nobody knows his name. They haven't said his name yet. 
And then you have the manager. I don't even remember his name. Yeah, um, the one that managed the uh, Belkins, Belkins, Malcolm Belvins, something Malcolm, like that. Malcolm Belvins. Yeah, I think it's Bevins. Malcolm Belvins. Yeah, Indu Sheer. He was managed them for. Yeah, Bevins. he was great for Indu Sheer, but he doesn't make sense for this group. He should have had a sweatsuit on or let something. Me, he had a me, regular let me, suit. On. <laughs> let me tell you something. He doesn't. It, I don't know what they're doing with him. He's supposed yeah. to be like this heel manager, and he hasn't done shit, in my opinion. Because yeah. he started. Well, he had rust with him. <laughs> you know, he had induced here, <laughs> and then after that, they just showed him little by little in the back doing dumb shit. And it's like, uh, wait, what the fuck? What are you doing? Who are you? Yeah. What's your name again? <laughs> Malcolm Evans. You know, <laughs> Malcolm Evans. For me, it's like with them. Why? I I don't what. And then now you with them? Okay. Sure. Okay. What but, have you, but, it's it's the, 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 the cliche. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> and then of course you you have one of the Roderick Strong, really? He's <laughs> weak on the mic. Who's yeah, so is. I guess Malcolm's gonna be doing the talking. He's gonna have to. Yeah, but wait, so but when you thought about this group, I guess Roderick Strong oh, is, no, no. obviously, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who else would be? Rust or mm-hmm. the Asian dude that no one knows his name? <laughs> Apparently, he's a trainer at the really? performance center. Yeah. But let me huh. tell you this. Yeah. When you thought of the diamond mine, you thought, I mean, I thought either MMA or I thought jacked people, you know? And when or they came out, <laughs> yeah. And when they came out, I was just like, who, what? And then when, when we didn't see Marina, when I saw Roderick, I was like, oh, Marina's definitely in this group, right? No, she got released. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. They don't care yeah. about couples anymore, I guess. You yeah, know, yeah, they got rid of not. Killian Dane. They got rid of Marina. So. Yeah. And I like Marina Shafir. I like her. Yeah. I, not Schaefer, Rick. It's Shafir. Schaefer, Shafir, Shafir, Shafir. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I liked her. She had more potential than Jessamyn Duke. So, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> she had like a good, decent look to her. You know, she was a little jacked and, uh, you know, she was kind of short and stout and she looked like she can kick some ass. You was know? she a fucking teapot? Short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's <laughs> my spout. My little spot. But, um, yeah, no, I don't like diamond, 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 diamond. I keep wanting to say diamond in the rough. That's what they should have been called because that was rust. Well, no, yeah. well, that's what they called them. That's what they called rust, diamond in the rust. Diamond in the oh, rust. Oh yeah. my god, did they really? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yep. When he that's was how doing much I was paying attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess we all think thumbs down on diamond mine right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Like it. No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, was there like a poll for this or no? Or just- no, no. We just asked for opinions uh, and stuff. All right. With that being said, let's get on straight to the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. Before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. <laughs> all right. Billy Kay turns 32 years old. Wow. wow. Happy yeah. birthday, Billy Yum Yum, because did you see those pictures he put out? For her birthday. Mm. Oh, man. Yes. Mm. Oh, man. 
Let yes, me, I did. Let me tell you something. That was just like, is 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 that my Billy Kay? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that's my Billy Kay? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> How are you? Well, if you thought that was sexy, Adam Pierce turns 43. You just no. fucking ruined it, right? Yes. You, you, you know, had that, you know, right here, and then it went uh-huh. in your room. You yeah. had that momentum going, and Rick just, just killed it. Get up. Yeah. You know what, Ricky? <laughs> that's what I do. Don't ever Ask champion. You, that's you what I do. You're going in the book, Rick. Rick's, it's going to be called Rick's Downer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It's called Rick's Debbie Downer. Uh, it's fine. You had us, you had, you had us and the people. You had a, you had us. I don't know. Fucked it up with fucking Adam. Adam Pierce? You went with Adam, Adam Pierce. Pierce? Yes, I did. After Billy Kay? And uh. guys, if you have not seen that picture of Billy Kay, Oof. good God, man, look it up. And then, then you'll see our frustration. You'll see mine and Clay's frustration. Because mm-hmm. then after that, Rick Serrano III went with goddamn Adam, Adam Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> so for that, Rick, you are going in the book. Rick's Debbie Downer is in the damn book. You, you did it to yourself, sir. Rick's Debbie Downer? You just made the book. You know what? I'm going for all the titles. I'm going to be in the book. I'm going to be the WPOV champion. I'm going to be the five-second shuffle champion. And I'm going to be the turn award winner. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going for the new Grand Slam championship. That's what I'm doing. Oh, oh there you all go. Right. With that being said, it's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Sad news in the wrestling world today as super genie Melissa Coates passed away at the age of 50, five days after her 50th birthday. Um, Those of you that don't know, she uh, managed Sabu at one point in ECW, and she made a lot of runs in the wrestling wrestling world. And and Um, our very own Kenny Casanova ran ran her website. Yeah, wow. and uh, but he was very you know friendly with her, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's very sad news. Uh, we wish her family uh, well-being and condolences out to the Melissa Coates family. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Next up, uh, Virgil. <laughs> heard about this? Brooke Hogan, twenty dollars for a picture. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. And apparently he <laughs> said, "I don't care who your daddy is" or something. Yep. He said, I don't care who your daddy is, it's still $20. Now, I don't know if this is real or not, but damn, Virgil. Times <laughs> of that time. Because he's known for that. I have yes. stories that I, I, I'm not going to, you know, air it on uh, on here, but I have stories on Virgil and how he acts, and it's not it's not nice. It's uh, Put it this way. He, he thought he was bigger than what he really was. Yeah. Not a star, but... Uh, he thought he was like on the same level as like a Ric Flair or Bret Hart and guys like that. And no, no. And like I said, I have a story. I'll tell it to you guys uh, when we're done with the show, but uh, I'm not going to put it up here. But uh, yeah, no. Fuck you, Virgil. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, Mustafa Ali. And his wife Uzma are expecting their third child. Third child, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Third child. Third child. Yeah. I was I was ready to say that oh he's expe- he's about to be a father, and then I was like oh this is his third kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I never, uh, I never congratulations, dad. Either. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know um, he's a Chicago cop, right, Clay? Yep. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case. Just in case. Mm-hmm. And the Iconics file for a name change to the Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm. No? No. Oh, Clay don't like it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's not it's... iconic. Because seriously, can you say it's inspiration? <laughs> no, you can't. No. Doesn't no. Doesn't work. No. Well, maybe this will get me out. Maybe this will get me out the book. Tony Storm comes out as bisexual. Yes. I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't get you out. <laughs> oh, speaking of Ruby Riot, she now goes by Ruby Soho. Soho. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, John Cena confirms he is returning to the WWE on Jimmy Fallon's show. Yeah. Yeah. So he said he hasn't had his last match yet. He's waiting for his next match. <laughs> so SummerSlam, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, it is now time for the NXT UK report with our UK correspondent Matt Novak. Matt, take it away. Hello, going, and welcome back to the NXT UK report. We got straight into the action this week with Mark Kofi representing Gallus taking on Shea Samuels in a real slugfest. This match reminded me of an old school WWF big man match with lots of power move spots and very little else. The match went a long time with various near falls. Eventually, Mark Kofi secured the victory after hitting a vicious kick and clothesline. Uh, this match really did nothing for me. Uh, I think it's due to the fact that seeing a member of Gallus each week is getting repetitive. Uh, each week we see some combination and it's really, really is getting repetitive and stale now. They definitely need to, I don't know, mix it up a bit somehow. In the next match, we saw the debut of Stevie Turner, who appears to be given the gimmick of a futuristic cyber ranger facing off against Lorna DeMatteo in a typical debut showcase win. It seems she is coming straight in and entering the main event picture for the women's title, and what I saw in this match, I wouldn't be mad at that but I just don't know if the dynamic will really work against Satsumura, but we'll see. We saw a very intriguing promo package next with a new sign-in, Blair Davenport. Although we couldn't see much of the new sign-in, the promo sure looked good and grabbed my attention, so that's definitely a name to keep an eye on over the next few weeks. In the third match of the night, Oliver Carter took on Tio Man in a fast-paced match in which Tio Man dominated and ultimately destroyed Carter. He repeated his vicious attacks of late after the victory and locked in a crossface, ripping the arm of Carter before Rohan Raja appeared to come to his aid, only to turn heel and continue the vicious attack on Carter. Raja is someone who's really impressed me recently, so I'd like to see them push him a bit further now and hopefully get into that main event picture. The main event saw a triple threat contest to see who's the toughest male superstar on the roster, with Igo Dragunov facing off against Rampage Brown and Joe Kofi. Seriously, another Gallus member. They need to take a break now, it's too much. Uh, this match was definitely the best of the night though, with so many good sequences and aspects to the match. It went on way too long though, um, unfortunately, and I, f- I feel with an actual crowd, um, not the virtual fans, they might not have been as hyped all match as WWE made it look via the um, Thunderdome. Uh, Dragunov prevailed via a Torpedo Moscow for an unlikely win and made clear his title aspirations. 
As the show was coming to a close, Walter surprisingly came to the ring and absolutely annihilated Dragunov to prove his dominance once more and put a message to Dragunov not to get ahead of himself and challenge for the title. Overall, the night was very good and those turning in for the first time to see NXT UK wouldn't have been disappointed. I'd give it a 3.5 star for the whole show. This is Matt Novak and that is the NXT UK Report. As Matt said, I think, I think we found Walter's replacement in Dragunov. Dragunov mm. won the match. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're trying They're trying to transition Walter and I think they're trying to make Dragunov into this mega star. And I think they have one in him, <laughs> but I don't want to see Walter lose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Walter lose. Well, but this I think is one they... of the biggest matches uh, in, UK, in, the, in NXT UK. Well, last year we put it in the vault. We had... Um, yeah. Walter and Dragonoff mm-hmm. facing off again because they beat the shit out of each other last year. This rematch is something to look forward to, mm-hmm. but is it going to be the end of Walter's reign? Oh man, I don't know. All right, but thanks, Matt. On to the rumors with Tony Diaz. Yes, the rumors. The only thing that I got today is The Rock apparently may be making a SummerSlam appearance. Uh, They don't know in what kind of capacity. It might be either uh, in a wrestling capacity or an interference. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Could be. Could be. Because the last thing I heard also was that uh, they wanted to make SummerSlam this year's WrestleMania. Because Yeah. Because they felt that uh, WrestleMania this year didn't live up to the hype. So now they want to make SummerSlam this year's WrestleMania. So we'll see. And obviously, uh, it seems like Cardi B might be making an appearance on there. So And it's up, and it's up, and it's up, and it's up. Yeah, See, that's why you're in the book today, right? You know that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, you join you join me in the book, Rick. <laughs> Damn. Yes, but I'll be out before you. Oh, <laughs> <friend. laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! See, Clay. Tony, that that's the thing. Like Rick does that, and he's in the book. Yeah. But what did I do to deserve it? Yeah, well, you're in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm in a miss, Clay. Bring a miss. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all I got for the uh, uh, rumors. Rick, I mean, Rick, uh, Clay, uh, what do you got for injuries this week? Well, I have no injuries this week. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, hot tag news this week. We have, should the WWE bring back the number one contender spot instead of just fucking giving it away to people out of random? Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, um, and I'm trying to say the correct words here, but you know what? I'm at the point where I don't give a shit. I think WWE gotten to the cancel culture because when they used to do number one contenderships, because remember all of a sudden they were like, you're not allowed to say number one contender because yeah. it might offend other people. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> yeah. So now they just randomly give it away to people without even... Because honestly, I think that's what's missing in in WWE. Because uh, AEW kinda does it, kinda. No, like, but kinda. The thing is, that's weird. Is that NXT still does number one contender? Yeah. They still say yeah. it, but yeah. they don't do it on Raw or SmackDown, which is no. weird. Nope. It's probably a Vince McMahon thing. It probably oh, is. Yeah. 
that, honestly. It probably is because, like I said, for me, it's 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 more or less of um, like, okay, you're worried about cancel culture, but then, you know, it, it's like for me that you're doing dumb shit in WWE to, I don't know. It's, for me, it just doesn't make sense with it. It doesn't. So for me, I'm like um, number one contender. It's so much better because at least you added a story to yep. each segment or each match or to each story. You added something extra to it to lead into a major story. So yep. what did you, I mean, seriously, like what, what was the purpose of that? You know, and I'm sorry to say, you know, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because we bash on AEW. They have this ranking system. So number one guy or gal should be getting these title shots but yet they don't. So you tell me, I mean, I think they should, they need to bring back number one contender. What do you guys think? I absolutely agree. Yeah. Number one contender is probably one of my favorite things to hear. You know, I love that next week on NXT, we got a triple threat match tag team match for the number one contender. So I'm just like, yo, give it, Give it, bring it back. Number one contender. It's, su- it's such a great thing. The number one contender versus their champion. That's what you want to see. All right? That's what you want to hear. I-, I just want it back. Just bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Go ahead, Clay. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I just, for me as a wrestling fan, you hear that number one contender uh, for the championship or a certain one, that gets you excited. That gets you looking forward to who the number one contender could be or is. And, you know, that's the thing with all of this. I, For me, yes, it makes sense to bring back the number one contender because, like you guys said, AEW does it kind of, but it doesn't make any sense how they run their number one contendership and all that. But back in the day, when you had the number one contender in WWE, you were like, oh, I'm looking forward to so-and-so getting this, getting that opportunity or trying that. So for me, bring it back. That it, it makes sense. That's that's wrestling to yep. me. It's what worked for years. Yeah, right. For many years, for many years. Because I, I tell you this, and just a quick story, and every you guys will know the minute I mention this. It was a, a long time ago on Raw. Um, I think it was a battle royal to see who would be the number one contender for. I think it was the IC belt, and Luke Harper won. Remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Luke Harper yep. won that, and the crowd popped hard. They're like, "Oh shit! What, Luke Harper?" So that's you know, you, you, that's an added thing that you, they have that they can do to you know get something going. But it, it, because lately, and I say straight up, lately their storylines are not making sense. By just here, yeah, yeah, go ahead, or or Adam Pierce, or you can serve it under advisement. Well, that's also uh, Kenise Mobley's fault. She didn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. But it doesn't. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. we see Drew fight four or five times for the WWE Championship. Yeah. You don't think at one point, like, there would have been a number one contender spot? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it just keeps, keeps the flow going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and I got some I got some shit too when we talk when we go into this week in wrestling. I am fucking pissed. Uh, wow. Yeah. You'll you'll see. You'll see why. Mm-hmm. Uh so for those that are listening, tune in later, motherfuckers. Um yeah. 
All right, so that's this week's spotlight. Uh, spotlight. This week's hot tag news. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we will do This Week in Wrestling. Hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlingpov podcast to get yourselves a shirt for $19.99. There are five T-shirts available, three from Wrestling POV and two from Wrestling POV Global. Five T-shirts for $19.99. You don't want to miss out on this great opportunity. Guys, this show that you're listening to right now, Wrestling POV Podcast with Clay Cummings, Tony Diaz, and myself, Rick Serrano III, we cover everything WWE every Saturday. This costs money to run these shows. We also have a show, Wrestling POV Global, which airs every Thursday with uh, TJ Logan, Elio Canella, Andy Anderson, they cover everything AEW. We also have WPOV Quarantine, our Zoom-based show, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Uh, they cover random wrestling uh, topics with uh, legends, wrestling legends, historians, authors, and so much more. You yeah. don't want to miss out on that. And, of course, we have WPOV Aftermath, which after every major pay-per-view, we crown a new champion, we crown a new turtle award winner, and we go over the pay-per-view in-depth with any different uh, number of hosts. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on these opportunities. But, guys, if you want to us to continue, buy a T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV Podcast, $19.99. Get you a shirt today, and it helps us run these shows. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I also have to make an announcement about our Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT versus AEW. Well, because AEW is on a Saturday night tonight this week, we will be doing our votes for this week and next week, next week for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT and AEW. Yep. So this week in wrestling, we're going to just go over Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Tony, it's time to get Raw. Yeah, let's go straight into the low points of Raw. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it to you, Clay. What was your low points of Raw? You know, good to start with me because I'm kind of oh, pissed about one thing. <laughs> What's well, um, that? My lowest point was Oscar and Naomi versus Eva Marie and Piper Niven because I refused to call her Dewdrop. Dewdrop. But you oh, know what's funny though uh, is that I saw that last week and I was gonna put it in my rumors and I was like, "There's no way they're gonna call her Dewdrop. There's no way." No. And then look what the fuck happened. Jesus. But even with that whole thing, Eva again not wrestling at all. I I don't. You know what? I do not care if she got in the ring, got that pin, whatever. To me, Eva Marie is wasting a roster spot for me. Okay, you're going to tell me that. Now, you let me, guys- but let me ask you something, though. Did you did you think for a, a split second that they were going to win that? No, not at all. Really? I no. did. Because Eva- watching that match, I was getting angrier and angrier. I'm like... You mean to tell me this bitch is really going to be in the Money in the Bank? Oh, yeah. She should have won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, gosh. Here, here I knew you were going to say that kind of stuff, Rick. He was holding <laughs> his breath. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that whole thing, like you cut Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. and yet you're telling me that Eva Marie deserves to be in the WWE roster. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no way in hell. I mean, yes, she she is pretty, but that whole thing gorgeous, stupid, <laughs> stupid. I hate it. I gave it a point five. Naomi Oscar did their thing. Piper did her thing, and I love that she, you know, 
got in and at least wrestled but even marie just pisses me off and i am done with that What's whole funny too is that he's the same their, character even in the in the promo that they did in the back and they were like oh so what's your friend's name and she you can hear dewdrop you know mimicking uh-huh. piper piper and then she came out with you know it's dewdrop oh my god yeah. now do you guys know what dewdrop means no yes so dewdrop <laughs> do you really no so dewdrop apparently means like someone that's infatuated with somebody like a bisexual or like a lesbian in a lesbian way really so that's why they call her dewdrop it was supposed to be like she's infatuated with with eva marie marie okay yeah wow we learned something every day because i had no i had no clue no i I always knew oh okay okay yeah just to get that out the way so is that your lowest clay jesus (laughs) That, yeah, that is my lowest. I am. I'm sick of seeing Eva Marie. I she needs to go away. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know so much about going away. Um, there's something for her to do. I thought she was going to come back in a managerial role, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, this it's just. Oh uh, my god, uh, Rick. What was your low point? Uh, well, my lowest point for me was the VIP lounge with the New Day. It, it was god awful. I now they got toast and they're throwing and it was just ridiculous. Kofi's not a tough guy. Kofi, no, you're not a no, tough guy. No. Kofi Kingston, you're not a tough guy. Stop acting tough. And, Xavier and Woods, of, you're not a tough guy. And speaking of uh, Kofi, and I, I keep wanting to say this and I just keep forgetting to mention it. Um, now, Kofi Kingston is very tall. He's a mm-hmm. very tall man. I think he's what, like 6'4"? Six five, somewhere around. He's tall. Um, going to these live events and sitting front row, he is tall. And um, there was this one segment in the back where there was a promo between him and MVP. One of those two promos, and MVP is taller than Kofi Kingston. And I'm just like, MVP is that big? I didn't even yeah. realize it. I didn't even realize it. I'm like, damn, MVP is that big? So if, if Kofi is 6'4", and MVP was at least two inches taller than him, or an inch, maybe, I don't freaking know. I always thought MVP was short, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I was just like, wow. Or even if Kofi was 6'3", either way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? that's still- Well, Kofi's built at 6'1". Oh, really? Yeah. So he's just an inch taller than me. He looked bigger than that. Unless I'm shrinking with my old <laughs> Seriously. Wow. He looked ta- he looked taller than me. Well, I'm, uh, and, and MVP is built at 6'3". Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. MVP's pretty tall. He I didn't realize yeah. that. So, all right. Anyway, go ahead, Rick. Uh yeah, my little point was the the VIP lounge. They got the women there. They got the new day there. It's just like it's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't. And Xavier, shut up, Pete. Shut up, Pete. Shut up, women. Know, shut right? up, ladies. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my God, that was getting annoying. But now we're finished talking, bro. You know, with that being said, and this is actually a good question we can even put on our Facebook page because I'm curious to see what the fans think. But do you think that that? They're showing signs of a new day split or one of them two 
turning against each other? Because I'm telling you, for the past couple of weeks, they've been planting these little seeds to have, you know, either Kofi turned or Xavier turn. And like I said, with those segments that they've been doing with MVP and MVP saying, you're hanging around this clown or blah, 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 you know, he's the clown that, you know, remember, he did that with Lashley a long time ago with, yep. when they had that yeah. little storyline with Lana. Remember that? And look where uh, Lashley or Ashley came came up with. You know what I'm saying? So is this is this another? You know, could this one of them two could be? I mean, do you feel that, or do you think it's going to happen, or no? No, I honestly, there's rumor that Big E's coming over to Raw mm-hmm. after the draft. After the draft, yeah. Um, I think they're just going to keep the new day together. I think this is a group that's never going to disband. Honestly. And I'm yeah. and I'm sad for it. I think this mm-hmm. is just a swerve that they're trying to get us to follow, to care yeah, about. I, I think there's just too much that New Day has already done and is still doing with you know as a group together. Like you know, I just feel like he's they're going to be one of them teams that never split. All right, but let me throw this at you now. We having the crowds coming back, right? People, mm-hmm. fans, they're coming back. What if they get start getting booed? <laughs> Then you talk about splitting them, but until no, then, I'm, I'm sorry to say, lately I've been seeing shit online, and people are really getting tired of the new day. They really are. A lot of people are getting tired of them, and yeah. kind of agree. Yeah. Well, I've been agreeing for the past what fucking it's... five years. So, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, fans are coming back, and I'm telling you right now, that's going to determine a lot of shit that. Um, you know, Vince, you know, because just like, for instance, the whole Matt Hardy thing, when he was doing the broken Matt Hardy, that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. He came to WWE and he was trying to do it. And Vince couldn't get it. He didn't see what was popular about it, but he saw the fans reaction. And that's why he allowed it to continue. And he even said, I don't, I still don't see it, but the fans like it. Oh, well, let's, let's keep rolling with it as much as we can, which was shocking to hear about Vince. So I think if when the fans are coming back and if new day is not getting that kind of response that they normally would get, because again, we talked about it earlier about the whole number one contender thing. I'm sorry to say, what did Kofi deserve? Well, how did Kofi deserve to be in a, in this title picture? How seriously, how it doesn't make sense. That's the whole thing. Going back to the number one contendership. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for Kofi to have, you know, that opportunity at the number one contender, you know, spot, uh, be there with Lashley. What is, what has Kofi done like a Drew McIntyre or a Randy Orton? What, uh, what has he done recently to be able to call himself the number one contender? Well, well, I'll stop you there where we can't throw out Drew McIntyre because what has Drew McIntyre done to become number one contender? He's done nothing. You know, he's gotten number one contenders after another. So I, I, as much as I dislike Kofi Kingston, at least it's a different person fighting for the championship, unlike Drew McIntyre for the past year. Um, But I do have a side note that I want to throw into the book here. Um, And it was Jinder Mahal's beard bald spot. (laughs) What the hell was that? It was like somebody ribbed him in the back and he buzzed his side of, of, of a little square out of his beard. So uh-huh. Jinder Mahal's beard bald spot. Yeah, that was going terrible. In the book. Even that whole segment, like when they were 
on gender, you could easily, and I didn't even catch what he was saying because that, that beard, <laughs> that beard hair was just throwing me off. Yeah. I was like, man, if you're going to do that, just shave the whole damn thing. That's why I think it was a rib. I honestly think it was a rib. And he was so? like, fuck, man. I, I just grew out this beard. It's really nice. And now I got to fucking shave it? Nah, man. Fuck it. And it's on the, and then you have him on the camera side with that bald yeah. spot. You don't even yeah. have him on the other side. So, oh, with that being said, Jinder Mahal's beard bald spot. You just made the book. Wow. So I take Poor it those are your guys' low spots of Raw. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, same thing with me. Uh, the the lowest point of Raw was the beginning uh, with the whole Lashley promo and the New Day coming out. I gave it a point five. It was garbage, man. And I'm saying garbage. Um, I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite here because I am going to praise one thing, but also put it in the book. Uh, before I do that, what was your high point of Raw, Rick? My highest point was Riddle defeating Drew McIntyre. I gave it a 3.5. I thought it was a solid match. I have to say, I was very impressed with this uh, episode of Raw where they had Ricochet go over on AJ Styles. They had John Morrison go over on Randy Orton. uh, And it's a lot of new people in the title picture. But I will say but. It's kind of hypocritical because WWE, what they're doing is they're throwing in the high flyers into this ladder match. Yeah. So yep. you can be like, oh, wow, yeah, John Morrison. John Morrison's not winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. No. Ricochet's not winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. No. Riddle, maybe, but no. still, it's a, like it's going to be somebody from SmackDown, it looks like, mm-hmm. the way they, they set this up for the Raw side. But I will say, yeah, uh, Riddle defeating Drew McIntyre was a solid match. It was a clean finish. Uh, I gave it a, to Riddle. I gave it a 3.5. That was my high point. Wow. Yeah. High point for me was Riddle versus Drew. I gave it a three and a half. Another one that I thought was a really good match, but I think the Riddle match was just a little bit better, was Ricochet versus AJ Styles. That was yeah. a really damn good match. But, yeah. again, you know – I. Monday, this past Raw was a night of surprises, uh, upsets, big upsets. And but it's like you said, too, Rick, <clears throat> they're trying to throw a lot of high flyers into this. Um, and knowing damn well none of them is going to win it. With that being said, I said I was going to throw something in the book, even though I praised it was Ricochet versus AJ Styles. I loved the match, but. You know what? I've been complaining about this for several several weeks. I can't even say that word anymore. But Ricochet's gear. Bro, what the fuck are you doing? So that's going in the book. Ricochet's missing gear is going in the book. Why? Because he has decent gear. And then yeah. why all of a sudden you're coming out in fucking jeans and a sneak and sneakers. It's like, bro, you, I mean, serious? What? Uh, There's none of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does not make sense. So Ricochet's missing gear is going in the book. All right, Ricochet's missing gear. You just made the book. All right. Overall, I gave uh, Raw a one Wait, point. Clay's high point. Yeah. Oh, Clay, my bad. <laughs> that's, that's all good. That's Rick's fault. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. My high points were the same as you guys. Riddle versus Drew McIntyre. I gave it three and a half. I just thought that whole match was great. Again, like we've said, Riddle can go with anybody, and he showed yeah. that he can go with the top dogs like a Drew McIntyre. You know, yeah. he could he could roll with anybody. And 
I do respect the fact that Drew's back, yes, was all banged up and fucked up from that Hell in a Cell match, but he was still taking those bumps like that to his back, and I'm sure that hurt like hell. hell so yeah. I got I gotta say I got major respect for Drew for that. So Drew's I give three tough five. dude. Yes, Drew is I, a tough dude. Yes, and I gave a three and a half to AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I thought okay. those two work well together. Uh, anytime they're in the ring and. I enjoyed that Ricochet did get the win over AJ here. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. like we, I said, a bunch of surprises on this Raw. Yeah, but now let me just throw this at you guys, and I, I'm curious to know what you rated. What did you guys think of uh, Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods? What did you guys rate that? I gave it a three. I really? thought it was deep. Yeah, I, I was impressed with Woods also in this match. He did well with Lashley. It wasn't the greatest Hell in a Cell ever, but right. it was still a solid match to me uh, okay. i gave it a one and a half fuck that <laughs> oh, damn I, i'm upset at one the and, USA a half, network. Two and a half three and a half <laughs> i'm upset at the usa network because usa network bitched about not mm-hmm. having a hell in a cell match because fox had one yep. and they had to have my hell in a cell match <laughs> shut up are you serious like you forced them to book a hell in a cell match that made no sense there was no yeah. logic behind it yeah, yep. and that's what you come on WWE. Where's your fucking balls? <laughs> Where's your cojones? Your I cojones. think they care more about their money than their damn. Oh yeah, know, of course ball. they do. That's <laughs> that's why the Raw will never be a two-hour show. That's exactly why. because the three-hour show they're making more money on that than a two-hour show. So yeah. that's why they'll never. Be. So for people wanting uh, Raw to be a two-hour, it's never going to happen. It's not. Nope. Sorry. It's going to be a three-hour fucking show from now until whenever. Until uh, it becomes that, a four-hour show. Yeah, until it becomes oh, a four-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, I gave Raw overall a 1.83 this week. Rick, what did you give it? Your I actually opinion. gave it a 1.9. Okay. Uh, and Clay? I gave Raw a 2.3 this week. Wow. Holy wow. Shit. Yeah. Okay, so all right, let's get straight into uh, NXT POV. Yes, we're going right into NXT. Low points for me was the way promo with Pete Dunn and Oni Larkin. I gave it a one. I'm sick and tired of Gargano and Austin Theory. Austin Theory acting stupid as always in that whole the whole way thing. I'm just I'm done with that. And even like Pete Dunn, as much as I like Pete Dunn, you know. It's getting kind of old with the whole breaking of the fingers thing. I'm kind of getting tired of seeing it. It's yeah. just for me, it's kind of getting old. So I gave it a one. Um, and that was my really low point of NXT. Rick, what was your low point? Well, my lowest point was Hit Row defeating Everrise. Gave it a point five. I don't like Everrise. I don't like Hit Row. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Point five garbage. I will say this as another low point. There was uh, Frankie Monet defeating Electra Lopez. They gave it a one. Well, let me tell you something about Man. Electra Lopez. <laughs> you beating me to that? You say- let me I- tell you something about Electra Lopez over there. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Where did they find her? And where can I get more of her? <laughs> right. Jeez. Yeah. Even <laughs> going at it, holy shit! Yes, sir. <laughs> I said yes. I said, I said, I said, I said, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. 
Yes. That so, was my lowest points. Yes. Can all we still right. Talk about it though? No. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> what was your low points? Uh, I'll be a little bit different, even though I do agree with Rick as as the way promo with Pete Dunn and all that shit was a point five. Uh, I'll go also go with the way versus Dunn and only Lord. Wow. One, I was not impressed with this at all. I think it was because we saw way too much of them already in the beginning of the show. Oh, way too uh, much. Yeah, you see what I did there? Uh, yeah, I did it. Come on, man, give it to me. Uh, so. For me, yeah, and and let me tell you something. Another close one was Ever Rise versus Hit Road. I gave that a one point five, but you know, just to be different, way uh, the way versus Dunn and Only Lorcan, I just did not like it, and it was just way too much of them already in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> that was way too long for you to say. Yes, it was. Uh, don't ever let me do that again. <laughs> and of course, and, and, sorry, but of course, I gotta ask uh, as a side note: uh, Are you digging Ever Rise? <laughs> I mean, not anymore because they ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I, I am never, starting to dig. They were starting to grow on me. I, I will say that, but yeah. I have never dug Everize. Never will. No? Uh, glad they're gone. Never rise was for me. So, yeah. oh, I see what you did. Yeah, you see what you did. Boy, he ain't no country bumpkin. He know what he's doing. He a city slicker <laughs> over there. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot. High points for me for NXT was Adam Cole versus Carmelo Hayes. I gave it a three and a half. I really thought this match was really good. I'm digging Carmelo Hayes. I think he what he does in the ring is does pretty well. But uh, it seems Adam, like they were trying to do a a John Cena esque angle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they straight up stole it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That whole that whole thing ruthless aggression. Like man. Yeah. Well, where'd we see that before? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know. So. But for me, so my highest points for this show uh, actually disagrees with Tony's lowest points was the way defeating Dunn and Larkin. I gave it a three. I really enjoyed this match. I really thought it was a really good segment. I thought it was a really good back and forth match. I thought it was really, really good. You hear how I said really good about really good times? Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. But I will also say this. And I didn't grade this one because it was a backstage promo. L.A. Knight is growing on me I like mold you. on bread. I, I am starting you. to dig this guy like I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know I what I'm saying? I'm you. digging it, sucker. Can't you see me? I see it. I told you. Didn't I tell you? I told yeah. you. did say it. Yeah. You did, did say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also have to mention, what is this charging thing? What are you talking about? They had this this little segment in the be uh, after commercials where I said charging and it's a phone charger and it said thirty one percent, forty percent. Now it's up to fifty percent. I understand that now. It was like it was like a split, like ten seconds maybe. Yeah, yeah. Th throughout the show, I remember. Yeah. What you're saying now. yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a new faction. Maybe somebody getting charged up. We'll see or who it is. Maybe but... a diamond mind or whatever the fuck the motherfuckers are called. No, because <laughs> this was it could have been, but it was was it? Nah, I hope not. I, I hope not. I'd be, be kind of disappointing. I think yeah. it's for next week because that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even go with diamond mind. I don't um. know. But that was definitely <laughs> no, Tony. Don't do that, Tony. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord and, uh, Tony your high points of NXT 
Yeah, actually, it was the match between uh, Carmelo and uh, uh, Adam Cole. I gave it three and a half. Really impressed with this. A, a little bit overselling, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit. Very, very well, and I'm looking forward to see what where, what they're gonna do with them. You know. So yeah, that was my high point. Uh, question for you guys: Adam Cole needs to hit the gym. Yes. Yes. Get yes. a little pudgy there, right? Yes. A little bit. A little bit. He needs to learn from his uh, wife. Burt Baker. Yeah. yeah. Girlfriend. Don't ruin that for me, Clay. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I didn't know. I thought they were married. <laughs> I really did. I guess. Don't listen to Clay. Don't do that. <laughs> Overall, I gave NXT. Wait a minute. Uh, what was your high point? Oh, I said Adam Cole versus Carmelo oh, Hayes. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. But another. I'm glad you said that because there was another point before I got cut off my stupid computer. Um <laughs> Rick kind of stole my thunder there when I uh, was going to put my high points, the Electro Lopez versus Frankie Monet. Yeah, you get to talk about it more. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. (laughs) I gave it a two, solid match. Uh, Wasn't really watching for the match, but, you know, it was all good. <laughs> Clay's like, it's my high point. It's a solid two. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about Electra Lopez. Well, let me yeah. tell you something about Electra Lopez. <laughs> she she appeared on my screen. I was like, is that Jennifer Lopez? I was just like, Dude, I was, I was thinking princess. Her, I was thinking her as like a mixture of Carmen Electra yeah. and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And it's wow. just kind of yeah. you know what I'm saying? If they yeah. had a baby, I put, that was her. I put that in my notes. I was like, Yep. Yeah. If them two had a kid, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Now, is this and just like, so that I've never seen her before. Is this like no? This is her debut. Wow. She had a good and, debut. And, and just to say, so that people don't say that we're being sexist and we're just pointing out. I mean, L.A. Knight. He looked like a snack, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> nice cover up, Rick. Yeah, well, exactly. I want to go back to Frankie Bonet and Electra. Electra is good God, but Frankie Monet, hmm. Yeah, yeah, fucking yummy. I did... <laughs> Speaking of yummy, have you seen Cameron Grimes? Just trying to cover our asses. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Overall, I gave NXT a two this week. Rick, what'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a 1.8. Okay, and Tony. I gave it a two this week. All, All right. right. With that being said, it's time for the SmackDown <laughs> breakdown. Second. Oh, um, the lowest point for me of SmackDown was Bianca Belair and Seth Rollins promo in the beginning. I gave it a one. Uh uh-uh. it's not working for me no more, girl. I um and looks like they're continuing this thing with Bailey, which I'm not like it, sure yeah. why, because that means you're losing your title to Bailey. And mm-hmm. yeah. again, number yeah. one contendership out the window because Bailey's getting another opportunity after opportunity now. So I don't know. I don't get it. Tony, what's your low point of SmackDown? Um, I had a couple of them actually. I had the Shinsuke promo, uh, the, that segment coronation, like yeah, yeah, the coronation. I didn't like it. I'm a little shocked that nothing happened during that segment. Um, what what's the guitarist guy's name? Boo, uh, what's his name? Rick, Rick Bouge. Bouge, yeah. Bouge, Bouge. I, I crack up every single time when he goes Shinsuke Nakamura. 
<laughs> it's pretty it's pretty good i love like it. all right i'm impressed but yeah. um i w- i'm just done with that angle i the thing of it is, I feel because I'm a huge Shinsuke fan, and I love when he was in New Japan and he did the whole King of Strong style shit. He was like, mm, "Yeah, don't look at me." You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting that right now. I mean, uh, hopefully after this, yeah, uh, it was interesting to see Baron Corbin says, "You know what? I'm just done with this," you know, and then just kind of walk off. Uh, yeah. so I'm interested to see what happens with that more than Shinsuke. Which is sad. And I also gave a 0.5 to the Sonya promo. I'm like, you know, just get back in the ring, girl, because you ain't doing it no more for me. I'm done. Wow. And I have a lot of side notes, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Before we get into that, Clay, what is your low points of SmackDown? My low points of SmackDown was the whole coordination with Shinsuke Nakamura, like you guys said. Um the whole thing, it kind of disappointed me that nothing really big happened. I was kind of waiting for something to happen other than that celebration. Corbin coming in, saying, I'm done. Uh, da, da, da. I was just like, uh, okay, where where, where else is this going for me? Like, I don't, I don't know. I gave it a one, but my boy Pat McAfee, I'll tell you what. He killed it on the announced booth to me anyway, dumping, pouring water on himself. He's getting hyped, but I think he was really the only hyped person for this whole segment. <laughs> and Pat just went all out there. So I gave it a one um, to me. It just kind of lost its touch. So got you. Yeah. Um, speaking of Electra Lopez, I mean the girl, I, Oh, sorry. Uh, my high <laughs> points for SmackDown uh, for me, it was Jimmy Uso defeating Dolph Ziggler. I uh, gave it a three. I thought it was a solid match. Uh, like I always said, the Usos can always go. Dolph Ziggler can always go. Um, yeah. Even though we talked about his best years being behind him, I think this is the role that Dolph Ziggler will be playing from the for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. uh, I see, with Dolph. So I gave that a three. Uh, Tony, what was your high points? Honestly, my high point... <laughs> It was uh, Seth versus Bailey uh, of Seth versus Bailey, Seth and Bailey versus Bianca and Cesaro. It was a good match. I I gave it a three, but the thing of it is, like Bailey, she can't do no wrong. She can't. And and now, honestly, and and this is probably going to be a first for me. Is that I thought Seth was actually funny in that whole segment. Yeah, and during this match, um, but yeah, I gave it a three. And I got a question for you guys Do you guys uh get this feeling like uh Seth is gonna go after Roman? I I don't know because, like, for me, when his promo was with Adam Pearson Deville after the match itself, and he was kind of saying, I'm the best, I'm best in shape, blah blah blah, of yeah. my career. That could be a lead way to going him back to babyface and trying to go after Roman. So I could see where they're kind of going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I do like Seth as a heel, though. Yeah. Well, rumor has it that Seth Rollins is going after Edge at SummerSlam. Oh. So even though Edge returned and attacked Roman, it looks like Edge is going to be fighting against uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. That's okay. what it looks like. So uh, yeah. just throw just throwing that in there. So a uh, little damper your little thing there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's Rex Damper. Uh, what's it called in the book? 
Oh, he tried. He tried. <laughs> I tried. I lost it. Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Damn, Clay. Oh, Clay. Damn, Damn Clay. That's your Damn. first one, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> first time for everything. I used to love well, that part, and now it's like, now that I'm on the show and I got it, it's like, Damn, man. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. Uh, Tony, any other side notes do you have? Yeah, I got a bunch. Um, like I said, um, just the fact that I thought that Seth was actually funny, I bursted out in tears when he called him uh, Sazero. Sazero, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, did he really just call him Sazero? Oh, my Lord. It was just like when uh, Chris, Jer- uh, Chris Jericho, yeah, Chris Jericho, when he called Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, I was like, okay, I like, I like when people mispronounce their names. Sounds like me. But um, another thing that gets me upset was that you mean to really tell me that Big E couldn't beat Apollo for the IC title, but beats him for a Money in the Bank qualifier? Yep. Clean. Clean. Yeah, even what Rick said, clean. It makes no sense. And also, talking about uh, the, the Money in the Bank qualifier, my thing is, on Raw, they did these tag teams to make qualifiers for the Money in the Bank. But on SmackDown, they don't even have to qualify. Carmella just happened to, uh, no, yeah, you can get, be in there. You don't have to qualify for it. You don't have to fight. You don't have to wrestle for it. Yeah, you're in it. Makes no sense. How I mean, when you look like that? Carmella, you get things happening your way. Listen, I don't mind Carmella at all, if you know what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. come on, man, that does not make sense. How you're gonna have to have all these qualifiers on Raw and then on SmackDown, you can be like, no, Carmella's in it. She don't have to qualify. Makes no sense. And and they didn't even do it that way. If they would have done it that way, like what you just said, Rick, if she would have came out and says, Yeah, I'm in there because I don't need to qualify because I'm beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Okay, funny, haha, I get it, but still not fair. It's still not fair, and doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. So those are my side notes. All right. Clay, your high points of SmackDown? My highest point was like you, Jimmy Uso versus Dolph Ziggler. I gave it a three. Honestly, Uso can, both of them can work anybody. I feel like Dolph is to that point where he's putting guys over, like we said at the beginning of the show, and he can also work with anybody. So I thought this was a solid matchup. So I gave it a three. All right. And before we give our overalls, I I sense. Josh Sanders listening to this show and it's just like, you're not talking about Edge enough. You're not talking about Edge enough. <laughs> so Edge's return. What are your thoughts, guys? I, Big I deal, no deal. Bit. You popped? Yes, I popped a little bit. I was, oh, well, there he is. Yeah. Clay? I mean, for me, I was excited to see Edge. But at the same time, if you hear all these rumors about Roman and Cena, Roman and Cena, what is what is Edge yeah. with? This? Like they're going to have to go more down the line for SmackDown for me to be, you know, more pumped about Edge. But just seeing him was great. But where are yeah. they going with? It? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to see Edge on my TV right now. Um, <laughs> you, you heard Paul Heyman say, honestly, you heard Paul Heyman say it how Roman Reigns decimated all these guys and then Edge comes back after he just said he decimated Edge? It don't make sense. Um, 
hopefully what I said comes true and they have Seth Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam. I think that's a great match for them yeah. to have. Unfortunately, Seth has an issue with fighting older guys, as we've seen what he did to Sting. So hopefully that doesn't happen to Edge. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But yes, there you go, Josh Sanders. You got your moment of Edge. Well, Overall, Seth- I gave SmackDown a 1.9 this week. Tony? I gave it a 1.78 this week. All right, Clay? I gave it a 1.8. All right, so we're going to do Raw versus SmackDown versus AEW NXT later on next week, and we will cover both weeks. As uh, as I said earlier in the show, AEW is tonight, so we will not be uh, doing it right now. With that being said, Tony, let's open up the book. All right, those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and not only in the week of wrestling, but also in the week of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we just do it just so we can get a good laugh. It's nothing serious. So don't take it for, you know, why? why oh my God. It's, it's in the book. Why? Okay. So it is serious. Yes. It is. sounds like Clay. Dang, man. All right. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Coronavirus. Just a couple more weeks. A couple more weeks. A couple more weeks. Dragon Breath. Stays. stays. Romans Choppers. Stays. stays. The Way. Stays. stays. AEW Rankings. Stays. stays. Tony's Hatred for Sasha because she sucks. Stays. stays. Clay. Stays. <laughs> hey, I was going to take him out. All right. I'm done well, trying. say so, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus. Uh, you about to take you off, but since you, you know, I, days, no, 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 that's the thing where I tried to make a like a, a joke on Rick this show, and I fucked it up. So I might want to stay. Wow, uh, Heyman's googly eyes stays. They're amazing, though. It, it is. <laughs> it is. It is funny. Uh, Morrison's cockadoo to do stays. Stays. With Sasha's ghetto laugh. Stays. Apollo's non-accent. He stays. Drew's storytelling. He did it again. Yes, he did. Yep. Oh, my Lord. He did it again. Baldy Sam's go fuck yourself. (laughs) Stays. Aziz's jacket. Stays. Jake the Snake's choppers. Stay. Now, do you agree with that, Rick? Did you see them choppers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he has reasons. He has I, reasons I, why I he has those that. choppers. I understand that, but it don't look right. That's true. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. And and new entrance into the book this week, Rick's Debbie Downer. <laughs> Stays for about a week. Ricochet's missing gear. Stays. Stays. And Jinder Mahal's beard ball spot. Stays, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All uh-huh. right, that uh, that's pretty much it for the show. But uh, after we close the show, we have the five second shuffle championship, which is now held by Clay, and yep. uh, uh, he's got to defend it today. So, all I do is I just play a random song off my playlist, I only play five seconds of it. The guys got to uh, they have to get five in order to win. And uh, that's just how we ride off into the sunset until next week when we'll give you guys more content.
uh, <laughs> just to go off of. With that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the $50 man, Clay Cummings, and the third wheel, the WPOV champion, Rick Reynolds number. Uh, Lord, love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Are you ready? Uh, yes, so, Clay, you have champion's advantage. So, would you like to go first, or would you like to pass it off to Rick? You know, I'm feeling generous today, so I'll give it to Rick. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> Rick's known for getting softballs. So That's true. This could have been your softball, if it is one. Right. Here you go, Rick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Repo man. <laughs> Dang, yes. that was a hard one, wasn't it? Yes, Repo Man. <laughs> Didn't help when they actually said who it was in the beginning of the fucking song. I know, right? All right, rigs up one nothing. Clay, this one is yours. That one is yours. Is that Snitsky? No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Is that uh Albert? No, it's Natural Born Thrillers from WCW. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Gotta remember that. Yep. All right, Rick, this one's for you. You can be up to nothing. Here you go. Oof. Chuck Palumbo. No, it is not. Uh, Clay for the steal. Is that Perry Saturn? You know what? Those are no. But those are good guesses. It was the Radicals. Oh, oh wow. He Rad- was even at the Radicals. Dang it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was oh, a good well. one. All right. This one goes right back to Clay. Here you go. You can be on the board with this one. Oh, is that Lance Archer? No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Uh, is that Tony Nice? No, it is not. I am shocked that the both of you. That was Dana Brooke. Fuck. Damn it. Dana now that you Brooke. now that you said it, now I hear it. Yeah. Right. Ah. Was... Uh, oh man. Shit. Damn, I had it. Damn it. I thought I thought you had it, Rick, because the way you yeah. looked. Um it goes to Rick, right? Yeah, yeah. it's on Rick. Yeah. Okay, it's on Rick. You can be up two nothing with this one. Wow. Is that Randy Orton? No, it is not. Clay for the steal. Is that Elijah Burke? No, it is not. Rick, you were very, very close. Evolution? Evolution. Fuck. Yes. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Clay, this one's on you. Okay, is that Hornswoggle? Yes, Hornswoggle. See, because that I was afraid it was going to be Findlay there for a second. It could have been, yeah. And I was like, oh, crap, it's one yeah. of them, too. Yep. So, so it's right. tied one to one. Uh, this one's on uh, Rick. Here you go. Want to take a guess? <laughs> Naomi. Naomi, yes. All right, you're up two to one. This one's for you, Clay. CM Punk. CM Punk, yes. So it's tied up at two, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Two. All right, Rick, this one's for you. (laughs) 
That is Emma. Yes, Emma. Up three to two. Clay, this one's for you. Biscuits and gravy. Uh, it's uh, Festus, Jesse and Festus. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was just about to say no. It was Jesse and Festus. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah, when you said Festus, I was about to say, oh no, he forgot Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yep. Jesse and Festus. Yep. <laughs> All right. Clay just tied it at at three. Yep. Rick, this one's for you. Beth Phoenix. Yes, Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon. Rick yeah. is up four to three. Clay, you need this to stay in the game. Okay. okay. Is that Ryback? Hmm. Yes, it is Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was nervous. <laughs> I was trying to scare you there for a second. Yeah, I was like, I was. My heart kind of went boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like what? All right, it is tied up at four. Rick, yep, yep. We are down to the nitty gritty here. Can Wick, Wick, can Wick, Rick, can Wick, Wicky, Wicky, Wicky do it? He can do it. Can Wicky, Wicky, pick a decent one? <laughs> Sound like Miss Swan from fucking Mad TV. All right, <laughs> this one's for you. Damn. Why do we keep getting this one and I keep forgetting? <laughs> um, oh, is that... I'm going with uh, Bret Hart. You got it right at the five-second mark, too. Gosh. Bret Hart. Yes. Yeah! Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elio! Elio! I'm Ricky Two Belts because of you! Because I remember that because of you, Elio! Yes! <laughs> So speaking of Elio, right before we do leave, I have to throw out there that uh, he felt assaulted on the Aftermath show. He should. He said he got stunned, clotheslined. About a $50 man. RKO'd. Everything you can name in the book, he said, happened to him on the Aftermath show. So I'm just curious to know, uh, what do you guys think? He says you guys jumped him. (laughs) Well, that's what happens when you come after the champ. Karma is a Rick. (laughs) There you go. Hey, he said it. Elio, you need to respond. All right. (laughs) We don't own the rights to this. 